Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Guten Morgen. All right. Guten Tag. Danke for listening. See y'all next week. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Here we are yet again. Right, yet again. To bring you classical music trife and enjoyment hopefully well that's not you if you don't enjoy it you listen every week so okay <laughs> <laughs> not you hate listening to a classical music podcast babe i tell you all right well since there's nothing um <laughs> really going on for the introduction we can move on to the news which there's also really nothing going on. So I feel like it's like um, classical music and recording ahead of time is a recipe for boredom. Um, because that's like trying to get, oh, damn, my grandma texted me. I forgot about that. But trying to get um, like news ahead of time. I was telling Katie before we turned the, night, the mics on. It's like, that's past already. Ooh that's past already so (laughs) bear with me y'all um i didn't just come across when i was literally scraping the bottom of the ocean floor um (laughs) um a study which i mean didn't really tell us things that we didn't already know but it is nice to have exact numbers um and percentages on things especially because i know so many people are trying to um do the work to reverse you know, all the inequity that exists in the classical music industry. So um, there has been, I mean, there there are um, other organizations that do this, like the Institute for Composer Diversity. They have some numbers and statistics that they collect. I'm not exactly sure um, about, like, the parameters of that, like how often they do it and, like, what orchestras that they um that they uh survey and things like that but um there is a new a newer study that just came out this month called equality and diversity in concert halls um and this was of um 100 orchestras worldwide which is i feel like not usually a something that we see i think we i mean especially on this podcast we're over here in america so we focus on american orchestras but um i was like oh i already know it's y'all opening up worldwide that's gonna tank those already <laughs> very very low numbers point zero four percent poc um so this this research was done by um, an organization called don which is d-o-n-n-e i hope i'm saying that right uh women in music which is uh, dedicated to um underrepresentation um in music um, and it was conducted, of course, to get a better understanding of how classical music is responding to the current um, issues of, di- of equality, equity, and diversity um, in their repertoire worldwide. Um, so they also have like previous um, studies that they've done um, in 2018, 2019, and the 2019, 2020 seasons. Um, so for this in-depth analysis um, of composers' works, this was the 2020 and 2021 season um, in 100 orchestras from 27 
countries so um the cool thing about this not only is it you know all the numbers that we uh that we'd like to see but it also has some some visuals you know i love me a good bar graph little little pie chart little you know okay <laughs> um so yeah i mean just to give y'all a little idea you know i'm not gonna go through everything but they literally they collected um information on fourteen thousand seven hundred and forty seven compositions um scheduled by 100 orchestras during this season um um only 1.11 percent of the pieces were composed by black and asian women and not or and not trying to combine (laughs) them um and 2.43 by black and asian men um and yeah i'm gonna just link the entire thing um because it's a lot of it depends on where you are mentally whether or not this will shock you it will not it's like disapp- not sh- shock but like disappointed but not surprised type of feeling mm-hmm. um it'll also it also breaks down the top 10 composers played none of that surprised me of course um everybody who you would expect all the usual bandits um and it also breaks down and shows you all the orchestras that they that they uh surveyed so you can see um exactly who um, and where they're getting this information from so anyway if you are looking to get specifics on those numbers if you're trying to you know write you a little grant proposal or something it's good information to have um and yeah is the um the vienna philharmonic on there mm-hmm. i feel like some of these folks you shouldn't even sure. ask just to save your numbers you shouldn't even ask them <laughs> okay not to save your numbers yes they are uh, which which Chinese orchestras are on there? Gangzhou, sorry, I can't say that. Gangzhou, uh, Symphony Orchestra, and Shanghai Symphony. Shanghai Symphony has a, if they, I don't know if they still have it, but they have a. If I'm not mistaken, they have a fellowship, um, not a diversity fellowship. Oh, okay. Not, a, not of course, but of course, but it's just a fellowship, and um. I wonder if that inf- influences at all who they play, because it's like when you when you have an initiative like that, even if it's like a just a generic like come do a fellowship like a like a new world or tone. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that ever influences uh, what they program. So, uh, do they break it down by orchestra? Cause that's T. <laughs> Listen, not that I see. I want to go find out. No, they should have. Cause they that should would have. be T. That's exactly what we need. That very much y'all would always, be T. Y'all always be almost right. Cause um, yeah, cause they um have done. I mean, they hit both the Americas, um, yeah, and um, Europe and Asia. Is Simon so. Bolivar Orchestra on there? Mm, are the boulevards in here no they are not Mm-mm. let's see y'all got a whole bunch of black Venezuelans I better see some blackity black stuff on that program I doubt it but there's probably some South American composers that boulevards play but yeah they're not even on here I mean that's, that's fair that's a little they're a little different yeah I don't know what the, the parameters it seems like these are I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't have the, I only really have the, um, 
the point of departure for America in terms of the cal- the you know what class of orchestra or whatever this seemed major. One of these on the America list sounds random to me, but um, when y'all see it, y'all know which one. Because I'm not trying to drag nobody's orchestra. It's Wait, just, now it I just gotta look. Send me the link. Now, just it just seems kind of random to me. Like just of every single orchestra that's on here, I recognize, with the exception of one of them. Um. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. So um. Our topic this week, we're doing like a hit for hit type of thing with gospel music and classical music. Those are the two genres that we decided on. So um, when I was preparing for my artists that I picked, I realized like how many bangers I had. I was like, oh, shoot. And of course, it like made me feel like all fuzzy inside about going to church when I was younger. And um, can't wait to go back. But now with Miss Delta showing her behind like this. Um... So I just asked Delaney if she wanted to share one of her favorite church memories. You want to go first? Sure. So, um, I mean, <laughs> I feel like most of the time I was like not a fan of going to church just because like people are so in your face in church, and I'm very much don't talk to me. So I feel like you know, like sometimes going to church was not was not super fun but still um one of my favorite parts of going to church was children's church um and that's not uh i guess a specific memory um but we used to have like a like um a little place we could go get like bible bookmarks and like you know like a jesus pencil and like x y and z and but one of my favorite things that i got that i kept for a really really long time was i got i really like word search puzzles and crosswords and stuff like that um and i got me a little a little bible word search and i kept that thing forever um and that was kind of one of my favorite uh my favorite little things and so i guess one of my favorite memories was just getting stuff like that and like actually being excited about something about church when I was little because the services were giving all day long and everybody else was giving in my face so you know I feel like that was one of the things that made it like a little exciting was having was going to children's church and doing something that like the kids like to do did y'all have children's church every Sunday mm-hmm see we had children's church every Sunday except for like first Sunday or fifth Sunday I can't remember and those oh, would be maybe. the long Sundays because my mom would not let me sleep. Like she would like she would wake me up every time. So those were the Sundays where like it would be long. Uh I too I too enjoyed children's church, but I think I don't think I stayed through the whole thing. I think it got to a point because our children's church is uh, is I don't know, two through twelve, I believe. I don't, unless Pastor Dillard has changed it. Um, so I think around 11 I started staying upstairs by choice and like taking notes and stuff like that because I was like you know I'm really into that so um on the other hand I love church I had a good time um seeing people and um talking to people not a good time seeing people talking to people but you don't greet your neighbor because I don't like that I don't like that I'm already sitting down like I like talking after church you know hanging out after church 
but the greeting your neighbor thing like i'm gonna greet the people on my road i'm not gonna get up and walk around i just don't for what it's too much like mm-mm. i will see you i love to mingle after church that's like my bag and my grandma will always like uh, pre-pandemic will always like get mad at me like i want to go home because me and my mom talking to everybody all around the church but like, that's for after church like i already sat down i got comfortable now we gotta meet your neighbor no but um i don't have a sp- i have a sp- i'm trying to think of a specific memory exactly the, the one that comes to mind is that like I was a choir kid so my mom was on a choir so she would like every once in a while like after Sunday you know like you know how some church have like an afternoon service like they would invite our choir to come to come sing or like if the pastor was going to go preach then like the choir goes with the pastor type vibe so my I was a choir kid and so I would have to go with my mom to these things but my friend Davaris was also a choir kid so I just remember like one time I don't remember exactly but I just remember having so much fun with Devaris because we had went somewhere some city overnight I was like Pierre you going overnight and we was just like <laughs> running around being kids and just like this I don't remember exactly but I just remember being like so it was just so much fun hanging out running around with Devaris getting in trouble because we making too much noise I used to be that kid that got the little stairs from my mom in the in the in the uh from the choir stand she used to do that to me she used to like make eye contact with me and be like stop stop talking stop moving like she used to do that all the time because you know i was having a good time it's church what happened to make a joyful noise so that i was doing um but yeah i used to have so much fun uh with that until i started going to high school then that that kind of changed with the children's church and um yeah i wish i was more involved in youth group when i was in high school instead of doing orchestra but we move, and here we are. I was trying not to be trifling because there was this one time in church. It wasn't my favorite at the time, but basically some girl accused me of stealing her Sunday school work in the middle of service. Girl, what? why would Why would I steal some a page of True Colored in Sunday school? Why would I do that? What? And so then her mom, her mom, just come, she told her mom, her mom, just, this is in the middle of the church service, just to come and take it out of my thing. Because, you know, I have the thing where you put the Bible in, it has, like, little folders. You can put stuff in there. She tried to take it out of my thing. She was trying to pull it away from me. So then I had to get my mom, and then our moms was fighting. It was a whole thing. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Let me not put that as my favorite memory. Because <laughs> it was actually very, like, I was very, like, why are we doing this? And also, yeah. like, girl, why would I take your thing? I forever, I Mm. I still, if I see her, I'd be like, mm. you still see her? I haven't seen her in a long time, but I saw her for years after that. Mm. And I've seen her, like, you know, like on Facebook and stuff. Like, we're not friends, but like people from a church, she might be in a picture or something. Cause I don't think she went away, like, for college. So I've seen her, like, in adult pictures and be like, mm. yeah, like, that's, that's another thing that's interesting about my church because. We went through a period of time without a pastor. You could probably fill in the blanks why. So during that time, a lot of people left. And I was one, my family was one of the few families that stuck around. And now the church is like vibrant and thriving. Pastor Jill is amazing. But so during that like period, a lot of people left. So like, I don't have a lot of lifelong church friends. Like I have people like when I go back to church, I'm like, oh, hey girl. 
Hey, lifelong brother. church enemies over here. You said what? I said, okay, lifelong church enemies over here. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, people left the stuff, like, and, like, there will be people, like, my high school, people, there will be people at my high school that, like, will go to church, but, like, not, like, literally, I could count on one hand, I told Delaney how much times I missed church, like, all of high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there are people who would, like, stop by, but not people who, like, go there for real. So it's like, I have a really interesting, like, church friend thing because, like, I don't have lifelong church friends. Like, I have people I, I'm cool with, people I was in youth group with, youth choir with, but, like, it's just, it's weird. But I have lots of great memories. I also, I love going uh, back to church. Yeah, I haven't been, but we gonna go. So, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever gotten in trouble, trouble church. Like, I don't think so. We used to be lit too. Like, when you Sunday, we used to be lit. So, huh. Anyway, good times. <laughs> Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so today we are doing a hit for hit. It's basically. This is inspired by um, a, a tweet. It really could be inspired by verses, but it's not. I guess that's what it would be. I don't know. But I was on Twitter and I saw someone put like a bunch of Drake songs up and then comparable um, Kanye songs. And then it was like a, a PDF. People were like saying like who won, like what's the score, whatever, whatever. And it got me to thinking if we did something similar on Classically Black with... Um, a classical composer and a another genre and we chose gospel um so what i realized is that normally like the hit for hits it's like it's going to be like a comparable song i have mine divided into slow and fast um but i guess it doesn't really matter because we didn't talk about that before so um do you want me to go first you want to or you want to go first um how about you go first you said what i said how about you go first okay so you want to start with classical okay all right so my the composer that i picked was samuel coleridge taylor you know you know the vibes with him (laughs) um so the first piece that i'm going to play um that i feel like is one of his biggest hits and i want to say like the reason why it's like a hit for hit is because when I was preparing my list, I kind of stayed away from things that I liked personally and more geared towards his like more popular things. Because if you watch the verses at any time during this pandemic, you would know that like people be in the comments like, no, you got to play this. You got to play this. But they're playing things that were like chart toppers. Like Mm. that's what they, that's what they were playing. So I tried to find things that weren't too niche I wasn't because there's just one piece by him. Nah, like it's so good, but um, it's just not. I don't think it's as popular, at least not yet. So I stay away from it. So one piece that I'm gonna play, um, which which I have grown to to love is um his uh wedding music. What is it called? Let me get the real name <laughs> before I start talking out my neck. Uh, but basically the scenes from Hiawatha I'm just trying to get the full name of it because he loves him a Hiawatha Hiawatha's wedding wedding feast I'm just going to play the opening of that
Yeah, I wanted to wait till it gets to that part because it is indeed a choral work with a solo tenor. All right, what you got? All right, so I feel like I purposely um, don't do a lot um, with William Grant still on the show just because, like, he is one of the more played and more known black composers but then when you said you was doing Col- uh samuel coach taylor i was like well you know what i haven't really played one of still in a while and we don't have to do his regular regular stuff right like we all everybody on that first symphony everybody you know they they want to see what's going on with that first symphony we get it um so i'm gonna do some of his works but i decided to do a little you know some stuff y'all heard it before some stuff maybe y'all haven't so the first um piece that i'm going to play from his catalog is from his second symphony um in g minor a song of a new race William Grace still you already know what he finna do with the woodwinds that's the thing that's like one thing he really gonna pull through on but anyway mm-hmm. period okay so I'm gonna play something that my kids are working on and I say working even though it's summer because they need more time as you'll imagine when, you, when I tell you what it is so this is um, his clarinet quintet in F sharp minor quite popular um and this is the first movement it's a bob like he really did his thing with this so here we go Listen, the Woodwind girls better not say nothing to us after this episode because we really, you we really giving them, like, we really giving them something, you know, something to be proud of. Literally, um, like, we got six months. Right. Because a lot of my, um, a lot of my stuff really, really be showcasing y'all. So the next piece that I'm going to play is one of his, um, more popular pieces. Um, it's his incantation and dance for oboe and piano. Don't say hey, we never Jasmine. did nothing for y'all. Right.
Listen, oh boy, I'm not in y'all business, but I just feel like that should be standard repertoire by now. What'd you say? I said, oh boy, I'm not in y'all business, but I just feel like that that should be standard repertoire by now. Y'all can let oh. me know if it is at this point. Because I just feel like... Okay, so I think something that would be a good counter to that one um, is Cora Shaler's, um Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child. Um, and this one's played by Isada Kenneth Mason. So, you know, runs in a family. But uh, here we go. Periana, so we're doing spiritual for spiritual. Um, my next one is um, the spiritual from William Grant Still. This is the piano um, transcription of it called A Deserted Plantation. So I'm going to bring it back to chamber music, I believe. I have a bunch of options here, so I'm trying to figure out which way I want to go. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do his five fantastruke. I just realized there's no R there. That's great. Five <laughs> fantasies for string quartet. Um, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, first movement? Yeah. Here we go. Wait, I'm lying. The second movement. I'm lying. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go for real.
Johnny's rich. Jesus. Speaking of rich, when you go rich, I go wealthy. So, um, the next piece, <laughs> I was I was about to say like, oh, you did chamber music. I did chamber music. My last tour, chamber music. So it's really I had no choice. But um, this is one of my pieces that y'all have definitely heard on the show before because it's one of my favorite pieces. Period. Like, um, um, it's called Out of the Silence, and it's for um strings and piano and flute. It's just. Very good. now I'm getting to the point that I get to on the verses that I've watched where I'd be like I'm gonna cut this off and play the whole song <laughs> <laughs> like I did not make it like hardly at all in the earth wind and fire I actually read this one partly because Steve Harvey was talking so dang much but also I was just like I can't do this whole 30 second mess like mm-hmm. yeah. alright I'm trying to figure out which way to go because this is one piece then it's that piece. Okay, I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna go this way. Okay, my last piece is called Cameos. Cameos? It's definitely Cameos. He's British. Cameo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, All first right. Movement. <laughs> first movement. I mean, talk about range. Jesus. So, once again, don't say we never did nothing for y'all with wins because my last piece is um, William Grant Stills, Folk Suite Number 3, 4, Flute, Oboe, Bassoon, and Piano. Look, we got three of y'all in there. It, oh, we good till next year. Like. <laughs> Thank you. 
like you said, talk about range. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about how the oba was carrying. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Period. All right, switching gears. Gospel. You want to go first this time? Yep. Um, okay, so for my gospel artist, I chose Hezekiah Walker. Um I mean, I chose that Skywalker in the story. So, um, because, I mean, one of the the first thing that I'm going to play by him is one of my favorite, one of my favorite gospel songs. This was one of mine that I was going to use on you if we ever got to do the Try Not to React again. Because we didn't do oh. it the reverse way. We didn't get to because something we went wrong. No, we didn't. I remember because you were so happy. And yeah. <laughs> I do remember. I don't remember, but I, you probably. I remember being relieved. I just don't remember that we. I don't remember actually like. What could have went wrong? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but yeah. So well, the well, first God in the will of God. All right. Anyway, uh, one of my favorite Hezekiah Walker songs is his "Grateful." That's how I feel when I was playing that song. I was like, let me cut this off. <laughs> Dang, talk about church memories. That was like one of the songs we yeah. sang for youth choir. Like, yeah. That was one of our youth choir songs. <laughs> Not necessarily appropriate because if there was time for the end of the song where it keeps modulating and modulating, mm-hmm. not a lot of youth choirs can do that, and we were in the Not A Lot Us. Um, <laughs> but we had to stretch on their feet, so that's all that mattered. The problem with our youth choir is that we were small and they were lazy. Mm. So like, it, cause the song is long, so yeah, <laughs> not appropriate for twelve year olds at all. Yeah, Ooh, I could tell that was heck ugly, real <laughs> ugly, real quick. Because freaking freaking Darius not in the sure. back not singing no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> shout out to Darius. I hope he's well. Anyway, um, dang, well, how should I go after that? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so oh, I didn't even say who I picked. I picked the illustrious Donna Lawrence. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what to pair that with. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Okay, this is one of my favorite songs. I sing this to myself at least like once or twice a week. So this is called Bless Me. This is the prayer of Jabez, um, by Donna Lawrence and the Tri City Singers. <laughs> Thank you. 
That's one of my favorite songs. I said asking God to enlarge my territory. He'd be enlarging my student loan debt, but that's okay. All right. Anyway, so. And. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Yet grateful. Man, I love that song so much. I don't get emotional because I would be embarrassed. I'm going to have to stop the mics. Nah. I won't sure editing this one, so. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so. I'm going to go with um the next one that i'm gonna play is called wonderful is your name um and this is again hezekiah walker and the love fellowship uh choir oops almost went past it person that like the thing about gospel music in the choir is like I remember when I saw Kirk Franklin was doing a verses I was like so <laughs> it was great but I was like so because it's like obviously like we've seen like live videos of Kirk Franklin playing we know he but he got people there with him we was smacked we was in COVID like we still in COVID but we was in, that was like in May of 2020 mm-hmm. I was like so but you know he pulled it off it was great that song and they go you woke me up this morning part <laughs> of me on my way i'm glad your love has never dang i gotta go listen to that after this okay my <laughs> bad, y'all. yelling in your ear okay um let's see let's do this let's do nah okay i'm god by donna lawrence classic one of my favorite uh drags as a song because i be trying to help god all the time um and it's just <laughs> <lane check. laughs> but in that on that note let me start practicing in period <laughs> um 
I was wondering, like, I hope people. I wonder if people get put on to stuff. Like, I know probably people definitely have gotten put on to classical music from this show. But I hope gospel music. I feel like it's it's hard to put people yeah. onto because some people don't feel comfortable, you know. But I do know people who do not believe in God who listen to cla- to the gospel music. So, the, um, some of the songs, just, some of the songs are just yeah. good. And some I do know be, some of the lyrics be like it'd be hard to it would be yeah. difficult to say because it'd be like I submit myself to you, Lord. I am nothing without you. Like, <laughs> be yeah. Intense, so, <laughs> but if if like if you don't believe in God and you but like the interest the music is like interesting to you. Like, there's a lot of inspiration music versus um that might interest you that follows the same type of stuff but mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like contemporary gospel music that like a lot of church people don't like because it's too ambiguous because they may not explicitly yeah. say god or something like that that might be for you um yeah, but maybe maybe i give myself away won't be the song yeah. you start with <laughs> right oh right. my the end of that song my life is not my own to you <laughs> i belong yeah maybe you should start with that maybe you yeah. like something like you know tasha cobbs Mm-hmm. Start for you. All right. So my next um, one is the extended version, which doesn't really matter in this case because I'm not playing all of it. Um, of God favored me. Yeah. This is my testimony, everybody. God favored me in spite of my enemies. And if God did it for me, he'll do the same thing for you. Don't worry about your haters. Your haters can't do nothing with you. Listen to these words. Love is patient, caring. Love is kind. Love is felt most. Love is felt most when, when it's genuine. It's want to know does anybody else hear that Elgar that that piece it's like salute the more or something like that what piece is that I I think the the name is like salute the more or something like that so I'm trying to find there's a um there's a um a video of of it like an arrangement of it for two bases that i'm wondering if i can if i can find because i'm like every time i hear that song i hear that and i think it's by elgar oh um, I know what you're talking about. yeah I don't, know, don't, I don't know what it sounds like but i knew yeah and I, I feel like i might have played it on here before like salute amor like yeah yeah and i wish i could find um not my love but yeah, the one that I'm talking about are the um oh I think I found I think is this oh, it's, it's the same. Okay. Okay, Hezzy Wessy. Is he classically trying? 
know. Maybe Elgar was gospel trained. Per. <laughs> I'm trying to see. No, it doesn't say. He mentioned in sociology and theology. Okay. So. Yeah, he could have um, heard it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of my favorite songs by Donna Lawrence is Encourage Yourself. Makes you want to pick yourself up and just do it do. So here it is. Now we rooting for your side. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Song is just amazing. Like all my freaking goodness. Um, ooh, July. Okay, so you know, keeping it going with the classics. I'm going to be playing I Need You to Survive. Because Hezekiah Walker wrote that. That's a thing. My my mind is just a jumbled mess. I know every song. I just don't know who wrote it. Mm. I don't know every song and I don't know who wrote stuff, so. switch gears only because I only have two left and I will be remiss to talk about Donna Lawrence and not about these two bangers. Which one do I do first? Let's do this one. Classic Donna Lawrence. The best is yet to come. Hey, 
Period. Period. All right. So speaking of things we would be remiss to play, I'm gonna use my last uh slot to play every praise. Um, because every praise. The way Hezekiah Walker had a a grip on everyone <laughs> for like a year with that song. <laughs> you couldn't go to nobody's church picnic, nobody's at all. Church. You couldn't go nowhere without hearing that song for like a year and a half. <laughs> like I know he got paid. He probably still living off of that. He will always live yeah, off of right. that. And his children's children's children. Like that song, <laughs> it's the happy. It's the happy of the gospel music. Yeah. Here we go. That's why I say it for last. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, let me not. <laughs> God, our Savior. No. That's his. <laughs> yeah. The way he will always be paying for that song, you just gave him like $70. Like, <laughs> no, <aw. right>. <laughs> <laughs> he had a grip on the girls with that. Okay, my last one is because um, I cannot go without playing is uh, The Blessing of Abraham. So, one of the cool things about verses is that it creates like a little, it creates a discourse. So, what we're going to have you do is we're going to post these on um, our story. 
and on the day that this comes out hope future katie remembers that and um you can vote on the pieces and then we will post the results we good to move on mm-hmm. period <clears throat> All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Chauncey Patterson. Chauncey is a principal violist of the Palm Beach Symphony, solo violist with the Florida Grand Opera, and the violist for the Braganti String Quartet at the University of Miami, and a member of the New Deco Ensemble. He has been principal violist of the Denver, Denver and Buffalo Symphonies, and for 15 years, he was a violist with the Miami String Quartet. He attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, the Cleveland Institute of Music, and the Curtis Institute, where he studied with Ann Warward, Robert Vernon, Karen Tuttle. Oh, he's a Tuttler, period. And Michael Tree. Um, he began his professional career at 23 as an assistant principal of Yale with Denver Symphony. What was I doing at 23? Staring anyway. Into, <laughs> staring no. into the sky. No. Oh, <laughs> he was eventually appointed principal of Viola's um, by the music director Philippe Entremont. Um, his next post was principal viola of the Buffalo Philharmonic. During his stay in Buffalo, Patterson accepted the viola position with the Miami String Quartet. During his 15 year tenure, the MSQ garnered awards in quartet competitions of London, Evian, and became the first uh, string quartet to win the Concert Artist Guild New York competition. The MSQ toured the U.S. extensively, including Lincoln Center, Kennedy Center, Carnegie Hall, and the Hollywood Bowl. He's also performed internationally um, with in Mexico, Canada, Barbados, Panama, Brazil, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Turkey, Spain, Italy, Germany, France, Switzerland, England, and Netherlands. So shout out to Chauncey, per Viola Gang on phone now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Left, gang, gang. Um, yep. <laughs> thanks for being black and excellent and a violist because period alright you got a piece of the week um yep um so of course I was listening to some William Grant still this week in preparation for this episode um and one that I didn't play but would like to have for my piece of the week is his symphony number three his Sunday symphony especially cause you know I really should have did that one because we were talking about church too, so it would have been like like a little one too. But you know what? It's still an episode. It's a piece of the week. So please listen to it. Listen to it. You hear me? Please listen to it. And there we go. Very silly willy. Anyway, okay. thank you so much for listening to Classical Back Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classical Back Podcast. We also have a website, Classical Back Podcast dot com if you're black join is black musicians the international society for black musicians follow us at is black musicians go to our website is black musicians.com thank you for listening or whatever ah! and we will see y'all next week bye y'all bye <laughs>